This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 140. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode. I am so glad that you are here. Thank you for joining me this week. And I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Every year or so, I conduct a survey of my audience, and this helps me tremendously because I get to hear from you specifically about what it is that you want to learn about, how I can help you better, how I can serve you better, questions like that. It would be so incredibly helpful if you filled out my survey And that is over at yourkickasslife.com forward slash survey. Pretty easy to find that. You'll get a direct link over there. There's about 11 questions. It should take you, if you answered all of them, it might take you about 15 or 20 minutes, but you don't have to answer all of them. All the questions are optional. It would be the most helpful if you answered all of them. But again, it's not one of those surveys where it is mandatory to answer all of the questions. Even if you answered a few of them, it would be helpful for me. This survey is open only until March 21st. And then I'm going to gather up all of the answers and read them and put my nose to the grindstone and really just think of things to do for you to better serve this community and serve my ass kickers. So again, yourkickasslife.com forward slash survey, and I would be eternally grateful. This week's post is sort of a follow-up to the episode that I put out two weeks ago, episode 138, which was titled your kick-ass life grows and evolves. And I got some really great feedback from that. If you haven't listened to it, I highly encourage you to go over there and and listen to it. And uh, I just wanted to read from you one of the emails that I got back from from one of one of the ass kickers and her name is Haley and she says as a former CEO at a social justice based organization I want to thank you also as a CEO I always struggle with exactly how to navigate the political social justice waters via social media etc do I express my opinions how do I educate without isolating folks and I am constantly evaluating where my energy is coming from am I educated out of frustration out of love am I acknowledging what my own personal needs and boundaries are and thus protecting myself from the negative energy permeating American politics. It is so tricky to navigate and requires a deep inquiry and awareness of one's intuition on what is right for them. So thank you for speaking your truth and being willing to hang out in the discomfort and awkwardness that comes with expressing your opinions. This is desperately needed in our society. Moreover, thank you for recognizing the importance of social justice and how the power to create change truly lies with those who are privileged." Thank you for sending that letter. And there was there was a few more of you who sent similar messages to me. And it really was a difficult thing to put out. I explained it in that post. I don't need to get too much into it today. And this, what I'm what I'm about to present to you today uh, is sort of the next step. And really, this piece that I wrote and I'm about to read to you is a long time coming. And in a way, this really should have come out many weeks ago. And I think that right now we are in a place where, I hate to say it, but what is happening in the world is sort of becoming normalized. And the situation 
I don't know. How do I say this? It's been a little bit diffused. I don't know if you have all noticed that maybe the energy has come down a little bit. I think people are less angry. Maybe people are less concerned. I don't know. I might be making that up. But I definitely feel it over here. It's a conversation I've been having with some of my friends and colleagues. And I was worried that this post would fall on deaf ears. And uh, but that's not going to stop me from <laughs> putting it out there. And I the reason that it is later than I would have liked it to be is because I spent a long I, I really thought about it. it. It really was well thought out. I typically, you know, I've been blogging now since 2008. So I can, I've gotten really used to like, you know, churning out a post and and not overthinking it because then it would, I would never put anything out trying to perfect it. But this one, I, I really did put a lot of thought into it and got some feedback from people and really wanted to make sure that I was, I was voicing my opinion in a way that was, going to be heard. Because I think that what can happen when we get fired up about things, it's easy for us to point fingers and say, y'all are doing this wrong and my way is the best. I'm good at that. I don't know if anybody else does that. I'm really good at that. Just really kind of shoving everybody else out and saying my way is the best way. And I absolutely didn't want to do that. I want this to be a community endeavor, but at the same time, hold true to what is important to me. And I've definitely had moments where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I, this was probably several weeks ago when I really was fired up about everything going on. And I was, I was talking to my friend, Kate Anthony, and I was like yelling into the phone and just saying like, that's it. I'm burning the motherfucker down. Like this business, I'm going to shift everything and it's going to be all about social justice and, you know, like, and then I had to take a step back and say, wait a minute, it doesn't need to be all or nothing, which I know is something that many of us struggle with. I do too, especially being somebody who has a very fiery personality and I take action very quickly. Um, I'm, I can be very reactive and emotional and which serves me sometimes, but in cases like this, it, it sometimes can't. So what I have done after I went through my little tirade on the phone with Kate, I took a step back and said, okay, what would best serve my people and what would best serve me? Because it does not serve me to completely burn bridges. <laughs> and then then no one's listening. And then you all think I'm crazy and you're like, well, that was good while it lasted. I didn't want to do that here. What this post is, is really, and I named it, the party as we know it is over. And what it is, is a calling in, mostly dedicated to people that work in my industry. Now, before you hit stop and go to another podcast episode, I do think that no matter where you work, no matter what industry you're in, whether you work for a corporation or whatever, I think that this could be helpful. If nothing else, what I strive to do over here is be a model for you, uh, a person, a woman more specifically, who states her opinion, who rises up, who calls in people that might need to hear it from a place of love and kindness and compassion and grace. Because I think that you can still do that and be firm. And that is something that I have had to learn how to do. Because I thought that when, I don't know if you guys can hear my dog snoring. She's snoring so loud. Obviously this conversation is boring to her. (laughs) 
But when I would think about stating my opinion and standing up for something that I believed in that was polarizing and that might be unpopular, I always thought it was doing battle. I thought it was you come out swinging and if there are casualties, so be it. And you needed to be really loud and sometimes offensive in order to get people's attention. It's like, what I realized is that doesn't work at all. That just preaches to the choir. And anyone who is open to listening is absolutely not going to listen. And so what I have had to work on over the course of several years and, and more specifically very recently too, is learning how to communicate in a way that is loving and compassionate, but still firmly states my opinion. And also not just talking about the problem is, is what is the solution? So that's what this is about. And I am going to stop telling you about it and just go ahead and go for it. So here we go. Two weeks ago, I wrote about how your kick-ass life is evolving, maturing, and what this means for you and for me. So if you haven't read it or listened, you can go back and find it at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 138. And as I mentioned in that post, we are currently in a time where the U.S. is extremely politically polarized. And it's not just like that here, from what I understand and talking to my friends overseas, it is like that in many places of the world. Social media was noisy enough before, and now it's been taken to a whole new level. And what I'm experiencing over here as an online business owner with a platform, a community of people who listen to what I have to say via my podcast, blog, and social media, is that I have a choice whether to talk about what's going on in the world or not. I can continue to just go on business as usual, or I can implement my voice on these matters. There's different ways this can look, but the choice is pretty black or white. Either I talk about it or I don't. Several months ago, a colleague of mine, she's been a guest on this podcast, Rachel Maddox, posted on Facebook about this. This was even before the election. This was even before the real kind of messiness of it all. And she was calling us out, us being privileged people who have online platforms. And she was specifically calling out life coaches and those in the wellness industry with online platforms who were choosing to stay quiet about social justice issues. And I thought to myself, who the hell does she think she is telling me what to do and how to run my business? My belief was that no one can tell me how I speak. No one can tell me what is right and what is wrong. No one can tell me I'm a bad person because I choose to take my sweet ass time to decide what to do about this. And that's not what she said, but what I made up she was saying. In other words, I was personally offended and taken aback. And after my ego left the room, it took a couple of weeks, I thought about why I reacted that way. And the conclusion I came up with was this. I was embarrassed because she called our asses out. I was scared because deep down, I knew she was right. I knew it was my responsibility 
to talk publicly about these social issues, but I didn't know how. I felt guilty because I hadn't spoken out sooner, and I was worried how this would affect my reputation and my business, both of which I have worked hard on building over the last 10 years. All valid and common feelings, but feelings that are laden with privilege and white lady tears, and also feelings that don't change the world. Then the election happened, then the inauguration, then the whole country got flipped upside down and set on fire. And I thought about Rachel, what Rachel had said, and she was right. What I had to admit and knew in my heart all along, what I know now deep down in my bones is this. As people of privilege, as a white, straight, able-bodied, upper-middle-class person in the wellness industry with an online platform to spread a message, it is my responsibility to speak out about social justice issues. I wholeheartedly believe that in my body and soul. If I were a realtor or a hairdresser or a mechanic, I don't think it would necessarily be my responsibility to integrate it into my business. It just doesn't really make that much sense. But this is the wellness industry. We teach people how to be better people. We teach people how to change the world. And for fuck's sake, we teach people how to empower themselves, how to stand up for what they believe in and to speak up to use their voices even if they are scared. We teach people to do what's right even if it's unpopular. And as facilitators of this work, we cannot teach these things. We cannot take money for teaching these things and not do them ourselves. We need to both model what this looks like as well as spread the message that what is happening all around us is not fucking okay. And Andrea Renee sums it up perfectly. She says, and I quote, To the coaches, healers, guides, mentors, and overall do-gooders of the world who don't want to bring politics into your work, consider this. Your work could bring massive, sustainable change to many lives, families, and communities, but it won't if you don't critically look at the social context that you're working within. The problems you help solve for your clients are most often symptoms of a much deeper and widespread systemic problem that we must get to the root of. You say you want to change the world, but what is it in the world that you want to change? You've got to name it to tame it. Our socioeconomic and environmental issues affect every single one of the people you work with, either actively or passively, end quote. So what is it that we, as life coaches, healers, whatevers, want to change for our people? I think that's the biggest question to answer. And I know many of you listening to this care a lot about marginalized people, about the LGBTQ community, about Planned Parenthood and women's reproductive rights, the refugee crisis, feminism, Black Lives Matter, the ACA, dismantling patriarchy, rape culture, sex trafficking. The list goes on and on. And I know many of you take action in your homes and communities, maybe even speak out on your personal Facebook pages sometimes. But you guys, 
when we do this, when we don't speak out at all, or when we only do it quietly in the echo chamber of our personal Facebook page or with our friends in real life, we're sending a message. And the message is this. These matters do matter to me, but only if it doesn't risk my business. Only if I can take action behind the scenes quietly and not create any liability that people may disagree, unfollow me, not sign up for my online classes, etc. When quiet, the message being sent is clear. Social justice matters to me, but not at the expense of my bottom line. The message also tells your followers that to say nothing is also okay for them to do too. That if you're staying quiet in your privileged little bubble, by all means, they can too. We can't go on with business as usual. Things have changed. The party is over. And to be frank, I don't think many, if any of us, were excited that this has happened. Like, yay, I can't wait to risk losing people in my audience. I can't wait for these uncomfortable conversations. I can't wait to sit down and figure out how the hell I'm going to approach these subjects and be a leader now that everything has changed. But we are being called upon to lead. We are being called upon to show up. We are being called upon to be courageous and show what it means to take care of each other to walk our talk, and actually be the change. So the bigger question now becomes, what do we actually do? And that's the question I've been asked. That's the question I've been asking everyone and tossing and turning at night trying to figure out. As I said in my last post about this, there's no guidebook for this, no step-by-step process. But when you've been called upon for something like this, you just jump. Standing around, trying to figure out which angle to take, being scared, agonizing over how to do it, isn't making the world a better place, and I know because I did it for months. First things first, think about why you haven't said anything or why you've decided to maybe just say things quietly. Some experts in the self-help field say that when we make decisions, we are making them either out of love or of fear. And I think this applies here. Have you made the decision to remain silent out of fear? Fear of losing followers, fear of saying the wrong thing, fear of being asked questions you don't know the answers to, fear of not knowing where to start, fear of losing business, or are you making the decision out of love? And if so, love for whom? Love for what? I'll give you a place to start. You could write a blog post. You could write an e-blast or make a video of you telling your people honestly that X, Y, and Z social justice issues matter to you. They matter to you and you're feeling this and that about it and you don't know where to go from here. Tell them the truth, that you're uncomfortable because they probably are too. You don't have to even mention the names of government officials. This doesn't have to be about politics. This is about people. This is about us. Tell your audience whatever you're feeling. Fear, guilt, confusion, whatever. You know yourself and your audience best. Then you have options. You can ask them what they want. 
You can help them sort through their feelings in order to help them take action. You can tell them where to take action. You can educate them on the different social issues that mean the most to you. You don't have to pick them all. I think that if you did pick them all, they would end up getting diluted. But what are the ones that are the most important to you? The environment, women's issues, pick one or two and make it your go-to. Information and education is key in changing the world. You can take pictures of yourself when you're in activism and share them on social media. That is leadership. And by the way, if you're in a place where you need to have some education yourself, do some reading and follow other activists. And if you go to the show notes, I have a large list of people to follow on social media as well as some websites to go to. We are going to rock the boat. We are going to lose followers. We are going to get people who are not willing to listen to why you support Planned Parenthood or Black Lives Matter or oppose the Dakota Pipeline. But I think my friend Leela says it perfectly. She posted on Facebook and she said, he asked me why I was making political posts and wasn't I worried that it would hurt my business. My belief is that which you don't actively oppose, you silently support. I'd rather lose everything in active opposition of tyranny than make millions in silent support. Friends and colleagues, consider this a calling in versus a calling out. My intention is not to publicly embarrass, offend, or humiliate anyone. My intention is to call attention to this immensely important topic, to make you think, to ignite a bigger conversation, and to encourage you to massively step out of your comfort zone, like we tell all of our clients to do. Also, consider this a call to arms, an invitation to stand up, an invitation to speak out, and invite your people to do the same. Consider this an invitation of leadership. And that is all I got for you. Thank you for listening, Ask Kickers. And I don't think I ever asked this of you, but if you are feeling so inclined, I would invite you to share this. It's easiest to share the post versus the podcast episode. And you can find it at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 140. There are share buttons at the bottom along with all of those websites and social media profiles that I told you about. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. And until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.